Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Friday, May 6, 2022, and this is day 1510 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you, Lord, for being our Abba Father, for being merciful to us, for uh, creating us in your image and giving us your breath of life. I ask, Father, that you will help us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for today. I ask that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. And I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is lost and found. Yep. Sometimes we can go off the beaten path and get a little lost, (laughs) but I have good news for you. We can be found. We can find our way back. So we're coming out of Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. Luke chapter 15, verses 11 through 32, talking about mm -hmm, that prodigal son. Yep. Let's learn a little bit more on how we can We can glean quite a bit from this and uh, apply it to our own lives. So it says uh, Jesus is giving a parable and, and talking about the importance of even if one person was lost or one coin was lost or or one thing got lost, that we are all important to God and he will do whatever it takes to get even that one back to him. So it says, Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. Now, this was a Jewish young man, and uh, one of the things that was very prevalent that went against uh, Jewish uh, policies or their um, guidelines was that they did not touch pigs. That was against um, their beliefs. And uh, this young man went as low as uh, dealing with pigs. And that was a cardinal sin. Uh, pigs are considered unclean uh, animals. And uh, and I'm, let me read out of my commentary to you. It says, this meant that pigs could not be eaten or used for sacrifices. To protect themselves from defilement, Jews would not touch pigs. For a Jew to stoop to feeding pigs was a great humiliation. And for this young man to eat food that the pigs had touched 
was to be degraded beyond belief. So he had truly sunk to the depths of darkness. <clears throat> I'm saying darkness. Um, but <laughs> so he he um so he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, aha, uh -huh, sometimes we can hit rock bottom before we come to our senses, but the key is that you do come to your senses. He said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare and there I and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So now he's understanding how good he really had it at home. You know how sometimes we, you heard the term, um, you know, sometimes the, the grass looks greener uh, in our neighbor's yard or on the other side of the fence. Uh, but they have to take care of it and weed it and do all that stuff to make it look good, too. If we did the same thing to ours, it would look good, too. So don't think that uh, the grass is greener on the other side. You really have what it takes right where you are. Verse 20 says, so he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. You notice the father had been waiting and looking. You know, he he probably looked every day looking to see is my has my son is he on his way back yet? He had been praying, I believe. And having faith in God that his son will return. And we too have sons and daughters, or we could be that son or daughter that's lost. But there is yet hope as long as there's breath in your body. And somebody is praying for you. Or you're the one praying for someone else. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile... <clears throat> the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what, is, what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and, and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years... I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. Sounds like a little jealousy is set in here, right? Verse 30 says, but when, but when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. 
my son. You notice he says, my son. He's he's still his son. I, I love you too. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Glory to God. He he summed it up well, didn't he? He did not get on the boy, the son, and say, you shouldn't feel that way. He just gave him the facts. He gave him the truth to let him know why. He He helped him to understand. Many times we can be this way as parents. We could say, look, boy, shut up. This Because I said so, that's enough, you know, but... It isn't enough. And sometimes an explanation is needed. And it's okay to explain. You don't have to go into super details if you choose not to. But just like this father did, he explained to the son why. And it helped him. I would imagine it helped him to get past how he was feeling. He was honest with his feelings, you know, and and I can appreciate that too. Sometimes we can harbor those feelings or feel like, you know, act like it's It's not good to feel that way. But the key was he did talk to his father about it and the father gave him an answer. And I think that is so awesome. Prodigal means spending money or resources freely and recklessly, wastefully uh, extravagant. And it will come back to haunt us if we're not careful, just as it did with the prodigal son. He found himself in need. He's doing something that was detestable <laughs> for to the Jews. I mean, to go and touch an unclean uh, pig and to be in the pig's pen with them and to eat the leftovers that they didn't want. That was a destitute moment. So let's go to our points. Point number one. Once when um, me and my husband were at the Lake of the Ozarks for a marriage retreat, um, we were to meet up on the last day at this big church. And uh, so we uh, all just kind of, you know, went at, at different times and just knew the time we were supposed to be there at the church. And uh, so we programmed it into our GPS in our car. And um, this was several years ago. And we went on our way. Well, <laughs> we went to the wrong place three different times based upon GPS's directions. Once uh, to a pile of rocks, (laughs) literally. Second, to a pile of dirt, like a little mountain of dirt. And then third, to a vacant lot the third time. And we're like, what is going on here? You know, and we were already getting to where it was getting late, you know, and um, we were going to miss the whole church service. So when we came to our senses, we decided to not count on our trust GPS. We stopped at a gas station and the person there said, oh, yeah, that happens all the time. GPS does not have this accurate in this area, like in the mountain areas or in, in the rocky areas. They they just have people going all over the place. We're like, what? It would have been good to know that, right? But we had to humble ourselves and go ask for help and to say, hey, we need some help. And you know, sometimes when it comes to asking for directions, uh, men, you men may not want to do that. Okay, I'm just saying, I know my husband does not. (laughs) 
he'll keep going and keep going because around after the first time, I'm like, let's just go to the gas station. Like, no, 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 no. Let's go. It's right over here. I know we can find. Okay. All right. All right, honey. Fine, fine, fine. And then that third time, it was enough. He's like, okay, let's we going to ask for some help. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so many times we make bad choices in life and get way off the grid. We may even feel hopeless like the prodigal son. We may even be at a state of mind where we just don't care. We spend money foolishly and then wonder why we're in the state we're in, the mess we're in, uh, digging out of a hole, trying to figure out, why do I keep getting back to this spot? (laughs) Why am I still, you know, in this destitute uh, moment or why aren't things looking up for me? And sometimes it's because of the choices we make and it's time to shift. All right. So there is hope for all of us. Don't ever forget that. Point number two, once we recognize we've made a bad choice, uh, that's taken us off the beat that that bad choice has taken us off the beaten path we need to humble ourselves and acknowledge our mess ups our our you know our bad choices and then second then we need to go to the person or people we've harmed and make things right in whatever way that is it might be an apology it might be we owe them money pay them back I cannot get over the fact people, you know, and they could be even close family members say, will you loan me such and such and, and, and act like they don't know you after that and never pay you back. <laughs> We've had it happen and we just now do what the Bible says. You know, when somebody wants to borrow money, just don't expect it back. Uh, and, and if you don't have it to, to loan and not, and not get it back, don't do it. So, yeah, in our case, we've learned, hey, okay, you need 50 bucks, 100, okay, here you go. We're not going to count. We don't tell them that, but we don't count on getting it back. And if we do, great. If not, fine. Um, Then third, we need to repent. Ask God for forgiveness and turn away, make an about face, turn away from that sin, that thing that keeps getting us in that bad situation. You know, and get back on the right track. And do not be discouraged if everyone's not welcoming you back into the fold, like the the prodigal son's brother. Um, You know, understand that there are going to be some people that are not going to be receptive. And that's okay. Uh, The only one that really matters is our Father God receiving us back. Because that's going to (laughs) determine our um, destiny, where we're going to be for eternity. What God says, not what your brother or sister does or says, or your uncle or aunt or mother or father says. You know, we need to honor our parents uh, and respect them. But, you know, they're telling you to do the wrong thing. You don't want to do that. You need to do what God says. And if that if that sibling, just like this prodigal son's brother, don't they don't want to accept you back. Pray for them, still love on them, you know, and at some point, maybe they'll get it together. If not, that's not your problem. You know, you just continue to do what God has called you to do. So let the Lord deal with those people. Don't you get caught up into that because that can get you sidetracked and get you all off track and back into the same old mess. 
So I can remember several years ago, you know, I didn't have a budget and I was the one, my husband and I, you know, put our money in the bank together and um, I was the one that handled the paying the bills and all that stuff. So um, I did not have a, <clears throat> a very good plan. I did not have a, a budget created. And, you know, I found myself, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. I found myself being really uh, behind a lot and, and uh, on bills and just always trying to play catch up, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And and I can remember a time my husband, and I got caught up in that cycle of those payday loans and Oh my gosh, that was horrible. Oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. They should be against the law. But anyway, we made a bad choice and uh, it was just like pure hell trying to get out of all that. And, you know, or at least what I think hell could be like. Um, But anyway, we found ourselves also paying lots of late fees. And and that adds up over, you know, a year. You're paying everything late. You know, it might be $10 here on the house. My gosh, it was $50 or $25 late fee on our on our mortgage. So things like that can add up and, and it's really frivolous spending and and getting and, and and I did not have my priorities straight. You know, there would be times I would just, well, let's go on vacation. Let's do this. Well, we still need to take care of bills. Well, we can wait and pay that bill later and use this to go on our trip. No, no, we need to save for that trip. Well, these were things that I did not do. And I'm and I'm not blaming anyone because but but honestly, I wasn't taught how to budget, you know, uh coming up. We we barely got by. You know, it was uh my mother taught me how to call the bill collectors to make arrangements because we never, she never was able to make enough to pay everything in a timely manner. We had more bills than there was money. And she worked two jobs usually to try to do it and without any help from my father after their divorce. So it was really, really hard. So that was the last thing <laughs> on our agenda to teach the children how to budget. And uh, so it was something that I had to learn the hard way. And you know, making uh, these choices. And one day I came to my senses (laughs) after paying so many late fees, after getting in trouble, you know, with our uh, mortgage and sometimes almost, you know, getting the house into a foreclosure state. I remember that happening before after, you know, my husband got sick and my business uh, after 9-11 failed, you know, had to stop doing it. No one was wanting that type of service anymore. And uh, yeah, we got into a really bad state at that point. Um, But I learned a lot over those years. And I learned I am not going to be paying late fees unnecessarily. There may be a time I have to, but I'm not going to choose to pay a late fee. I'm going to pay my bills on time. And I made this vow, especially with our mortgage, that I would never, ever be late again. And I will never pay a late fee again. I said this to myself. I made this vow between me and God. I would never do that. Now, I'm going to tell you something. It's probably been a good eight or 10 years, I think. I have not been late. And once you change your mindset, make that shift and speak that thing, oh my gosh, it's going to change because now you have made this commitment and then you begin to learn 
the best way to do things, how to budget, how to save. You know, I wasn't taught how to save money. <laughs> you know, and in my older age, you know, it's like, okay, I I know how to do this now. And God has blessed me to even teach the T-Zone youth, uh, the kids that we serve, how to budget and and, and even bringing in uh, bankers and, and people like that. The next is how to invest, you know, um, but we need to know these things. And, and y'all, these are the last days and things are not going to get better. They will get worse. And that's what the Bible teaches. So let's not uh, have this false sense of security in things or in ourselves. We must have our security in God and, and do what he is telling us to do. So we don't get into a destitute moment with all the things happening right now. We need to be preparing ourselves and not wasting, saving, putting things away, freezing things. If you have food left over, freeze it. Don't throw it out. You may need it one day. I've learned to do that over the years. I'll buy a dozen cookies that I really like at the store. I know I'm not going to be able to eat them all before they go bad. So I put three of them in a Ziploc bag and put them in the freezer and snatch them out when I want them. We're going to have to be innovative and begin to come up with ways so we're not wasting food uh, and wasting stuff. Because one day we're going to be longing for that. And and things are up on the horizon. You may not see it yet, but it's coming down this pipeline. With uh, the re- a recession, uh, is uh, on its way, very possibly. And I'm not speaking negative. I'm just speaking to you based upon what's happening in this world system right now. That's a whole other story. But here's what I want you to be encouraged to understand and know that you may have been lost but you are found. It is time to make those changes and begin to shift our mindset and do things uh, decent and in order. And don't be ashamed. We all mess up. Just ask God for forgiveness and say, help me, Jesus. And he will. (laughs) And if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That, my friend, is the ultimate to accept Jesus as your Savior so that you are guaranteed uh, to be with him for eternity rather than in hell for eternity. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And also please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And I want to say thank you all so, so much for your support of T-Zone. And many of you have contributed to the cause. I am so grateful. We're all grateful. We just thank you. Uh, if you want to partner with us, go to tzonekc.org. Learn more about what we're doing with our precious youth, teaching them workforce skills, life skills, and entrepreneurship development. And uh, yeah, push that donate button. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.